ready. This is Alex J. Aguiar. Are you ready to pod? A brand new season of Pod With Me starts now. Let's go again. Quiet, please. Ready. We're kicking off season six with an old friend from the podcast. You might remember her from our previous episodes, My Son Wears Makeup and Paranormal Activity. Now she's back at it again, but unfortunately, she's going to give us a story about heartbreak. Mel just keeps, you know, her life interesting, and she doesn't like to get bored. Right, Mel? That's right. First of all, this has to deal with someone you met, and how long ago did you meet him? Uh, we met six, six months ago. Six months ago. Where did you meet him and how? We actually met on Facebook dating. Facebook dating, huh? Hmm. And what was it that drew you to him? Um, he has a beautiful smile. That was the one thing that um, that drew me to his pictures anyways. And um, yeah, so it was, it was really his smile. He, he looked like he had good energy. Um, he just looked like a, a nice guy. Very nice guy. Um, and how did you communicate with him? Because what I hear is that he spoke Spanish, but you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> it's funny because that you ask me that. Um, I actually have these these uh, translator earpods that um, that I had gotten to when I travel with some of the DJs that I work with, and there's one in particular that doesn't speak English well. So we would do the Google Translate, passing the phone back and forth, kind of thing. And um, so I, I uh, purchased these earpods, and you could put one in his ear, and and he when he'd speak Spanish, it would translate it to English into my ear. And vice versa. So we, we, we did that um, in the Google Translate thing. Then it just got to the point where I would just speak English and um, he would just have to understand what I'm saying. All right. So here you are. You're getting to know him. This is all over the phone and text so far or you already met in person? Um, when we, um, well, he liked me and then I liked him back. Um, so then we were a match. Uh, we, we chatted for a couple days. Um, through Instagram, um, we exchanged our Instagram handles, and I would always translate everything to Spanish for him, and it was always so much work because I would translate it, and then I would flip it back to English to see, make sure it's saying what I want it to say, because the Spanish, you know, some words, like if I say um, him, it changes it to her, or, you know, stuff like that, but... Oh my God, um, you must have really liked him to go through all that work, because, you know, without the translator, it's work itself, it's a lot of work. I cannot imagine with a translator. Yes, it, 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 it was, but I wanted to, you know, be proper about it. And, you know, I didn't want it to be a lot of work for him because then it would probably be a turnoff, I guess. But um, so we chatted for a few days and then we, we met in person. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really looking for anything in particular. Um, you know, there's some people on there that, okay, so what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. I always say, oh, I don't have any expectations at all. Um, you know, because ha- there's things you have to put like long-term relationship or something casual, you know, um, of, of what you're looking for. And I'd always, I'd always leave that blank because I, I'm not really looking for anything. It just, if, if, if spark happens, if, you know, just let it flow naturally. You know, and I'm in, in that same boat because I'm not looking for anything. And I tend to meet some people that are looking for something and they insist on it and they remind you. And that's just, a bit, to me, that's a turnoff. And I think it, that happens automatically from my experience. You just meet the person, you just feel that magic and it's mutual and it just happens without forcing it. So when I hear 
what do you, I think it's just a certain desperateness, I think, in them, or, or I don't know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm, I don't want to judge anybody or anything. I think everybody has the right to, to you know, go about it the way they want to go about it. But I think that you should just meet the person and let it just flow automatically and have, because you don't know what, you know, you don't know where that person is in life right now. And they're probably not thinking the same way you do it as far as long-term relationship. And that could be a turnoff, you know, as to if you just stay quiet about that, just meet the person, talk, and things will just fall into place. I feel like a lot of people nowadays is just, I want a long-term relationship. This is what I want. And that, you know, and if the person is not in that level, they'll just, you know, bring it off. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, You know, I haven't dated anybody seriously since 2015. I haven't had a boyfriend. Um, So, you know, I definitely wasn't like, uh, you know, demanding of, because, you know, you may meet someone, you may um, have a good vibe, but, you know, they, they just may not, like you said, be in in the place in life, in, in their life, you know, that you feel like they, they can, you know, handle a relationship. Um, so, so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything in particular. Um, maybe, you know, just, just to, um, somebody's company, whether it be a friend or it would, it would uh, flow into something else, but I liked his company. And, and from the day we met, we, we were together every single day. He, when he got off work, he would come to my house and, um, you know, we were together every day for five months. It was, um, you know, it, it was great. There was, it was. Uh, so he moved in with you? No, he, he didn't move in with me. <laughs> no, um, didn't move that fast. But um, he every every day when he got off work, he would he would come over and he would stay and then you know leave the next morning and go to work and. Now, where was he from? He's from Venezuela. How long has he been in, in Miami? He's been in the states um, since April of of 2022. So he's, he was fairly. Ah, so he recently got here. How would he, did he have a car? How would he get to your house? Um, he would Uber, or most of the time I would Uber him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he would Uber. He he didn't live that far from me. He was, you know, maybe a 10, 15 minute drive. So it wasn't too bad. All right. So what did you like about him that you would Uber him home besides the sex, probably? <laughs> What, what was it that you, you enjoyed about his company? Because, you know, you did have to translate. You, I could just imagine you translating every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even, I didn't really even mind that. Actually, it was interesting for me because I had not experienced anything like this before. And there was, you know, he was, he was younger than me um, uh, by a few years. Um, but what I liked about him was he just seemed so innocent and, and he wasn't, uh, you know, everything of course, in, in this country is new to him. And I almost felt like I wanted to take him under my wing and, and guide him to the right people, to the right things, to the good places, um, so he would have good experiences. Because he just seemed like he, you know, he was very soft-spoken. Um, he was a gentleman to me, um, polite, um, loving, you know, everything that you would. It was almost kind of like a dream guy. Um, is the, is the way I saw him. So yeah, and you visualize yourself helping him get to the top and and learning the ropes and and you know you it was a, a nice movie you were building in your mind, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, yeah, I wanted him to to experience the best because you know his life from what he told me in Venezuela, you know, it was it was wasn't uh, the greatest. You know, it was it's, he seemed like he was poor and didn't have nice things and. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know, communism over there, you know, they can't do anything. Yeah. So like just the small things that I would do or that I would have would be major to him. He would, you know, it would be a big thing for him. So 
to me, it's almost like a, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, to do nice things for him, which for me or, or anyone here that that's from the United States it would just be, you know, a normal thing. But for him, it was, you know, extravagant. And, and I liked that, you know, because it was something different for, you know. And you lived every experience that he had and lived through uh, his eyes, right? Everything he was experiencing for the first time, you lived it through his eyes. Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. That yeah. happened to me once when I took someone to this guy to uh, uh, Disney World for the weekend. I lived it through his eyes. So kind of like the same story. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, it keeps things interesting. It's, it's something fresh and, and new. It's something that I've never experienced before. So that's what made it, um, that's what made it interesting. Yeah. All right. So now, what was the first red flag? The first red flag was about about a month after we had been seeing each other. Um, I had a, a security camera in at the front door. It was, I mean, you could see it. He would bump his head on it when he would come in. Um, he was he came in um, after work, and it was probably around 10 p.m. And he was on the phone speaking Spanish, and um, the it just the conversation and the way the tone of his voice just was very odd to me and I could hear someone on the other the line it was a female and it was just the, the, the way the conversation was was going and the way it sounded was just it wasn't like it was a friend it was like it was more so um so I took the the video footage from that from the camera and I and I uh, extracted the audio from it and translated it and it was a conversation with someone and I, I kind of put the puzzle together that it was someone from his job uh, that worked at um a local bakery with him and that uh, she's married and um, that they were having an affair. Um, just some of the things he was saying, like, um, let's not make a decision now. Um, and then um, he would say, oh, well, I, but I just feel like I'm doing something wrong. Uh, we shouldn't continue this, blah, blah, blah. So I confronted him about it. And of course, he he lied at first. Um, and then I just kind of kept agging it on, and, and finally he, he, he said, yes, it was a girl from his job that um, he'd slept with her three times, blah, blah, blah. And um, I just, just, he smoothed it over, smoothed me over, so I just kind of, I tried to, in my mind, you know, forgive him, and, and, and we got past that, or I thought we did. So that was the first red flag. Then we had, the second red flag was um, he was getting all these, these WhatsApp text messages from this girl and finally I'm just like who, who is you know so-and-so oh she's she's a friend um you know from where I'm from blah 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 and then come to find out after I, me doing my investigative Nancy Drew um <laughs> <laughs> services uh she is somebody that he met um on the Facebook dating app and they've been chatting I think they had been chatting even before he and I met, and she was actually on her way to the United States, and they had planned to meet. But at first, he, you know, he, he lied to me about her, too. So that was the second red flag. Um, and then I just kind of... There's more red flags? Yeah. That was the second. Oh, boy. Um, the third, I wouldn't even say it was a red flag. I would just say it was like the deal breaker. <laughs> the red dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after, um, three months, I had, um, to go to Palm Springs, California for a work trip and my roommate, best friend, um, we lived together, was going to go with me. And so I asked him if he wanted to house sit and, and stay at my house and, and also take care of my dogs and my roommate's dog. 
Um, so that was the plan. And um, so we were going to be gone from Friday to Tuesday morning. And um, I had set up uh, a security camera in the living room, and it, it was in plain view to where anybody could see it when they walk in. But I also placed one, in, two in my bedroom, uh, one in a picture on the wall, which he, he did not know about, and he didn't know about it at all the, the whole time. And then one on the other side of the room, um, which was kind of in plain view. And after the first day, he, he saw the, the camera, you know, in the, in the room. Um, yeah, so while I was on my trip, I was constantly looking at the footage. I wasn't listening to it, but I was looking at the footage. And it seemed pretty normal that, you know, he would, I would see him coming in the front door. Um, the view of the kitchen was not in direct view of the camera, but the camera was facing the big screen TV. And the big screen TV, you could see the everything going on in the kitchen reflection. through the TV, the reflection. Yeah, and the, the back door, you could see when it would be open and closed um, and so forth. Um, and in the bedroom, any of the footage I ever just like clicked on to look, he was just laying in the bed, you know, with the lights, all the lights on, TV on, and he'd just be, look like he's just scrolling on his phone, you know, um, normal. And so, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't think there was any, any red flags or anything suspicious going on until uh, a month and a half later, Something told me to just, I had my ear pods already in my ears and I was just, I looked back through some of the footage and I was listening um, to some of the living room footage. And when I was listening, I was like, okay, well this, this, what is the, it was just a weird sound. It sounded like, you know, you know, like something sexual going on. You sure it wasn't the dog? All three dogs were actually, you could see them on the couch hmm. um, and, and they're staring into the kitchen you know, like as if something's going on. And so um, I extracted the audio from that and cleaned out the background noise. And it was, it was obviously people having sex in the kitchen. People? Mm-hmm. Not one or two, but more? Well, at, at this point, um, it, the footage from the kitchen, it, it looks like it's, you know, a man and a woman. Um, from the kitchen at this point we ran out of red flags <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so yeah so then I was just like how am I gonna because I couldn't actually directly see into the kitchen but then as I'm looking at the tv because it's it's pretty big on the on the video I zoom in and I can see it's him um and a girl uh, spread eagle on the dining table and on the kitchen counter having sex um just non-stop it you know he he's Obviously, he skipped work the days he told me he was working. He was staying home, and after watching the footage, he would go out the front door as if he's going to work, but then come back through the back door. You would see the back door when it opened. You would see the glare on the TV, the sunlight, um, and they would stay in the kitchen the entire day having sex, uh, ignoring the dogs. The dogs are you know, going crazy, wanting to go outside. How but, many hours were in there in the kitchen having sex? Um, well, he... Just eight hours. Eight hours having sex? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In your house? In my house, yes. While you are on a work trip? While I'm on a work trip. And you're paying him to stay there? And I'm paying him and Ubering him there to, to take care of the dogs, yes. And, um, yeah, so, so I, you know, I, like I said, I looked at some of the footage from the, from the bedroom, and it was pretty normal. It was just him on the bed. You know, the lights are on. Um, and so the camera that was in the wall and behind a picture, you know, so he, he, he saw the camera after the first day in the bedroom. So at night 
I, from looking at the footage, he would cover up that camera, but he had no idea about the other camera in the wall. And so I kind of did some research uh, online about how to, how to, how night vision cameras work. Because if you're just looking at a night vision camera and it, a footage and it's pitch black in the room, you don't really see anything, even if there's a party going on in there. But if you just stare at one particular spot, your eyes will catch a blur and then you start, you'll start seeing an actual image of a person. And the camera was literally like right at the side of the bed. Um, I could see a woman just uh, laying there butt naked uh, right beside the camera. And it's interesting because you download it. You even showed me you downloaded an app that does like a heat thing, right? Like a, mm -hmm. like the uh, it shows temperature of, of how many bodies you can see yeah. when you can really see them, like under something or whatever. And probably in the army they use that, right? Like when they. Well, yeah. I mean, they uh, lots of different people use it for, you know. Um, but yeah, it would it would it would show like it would outline the the body with like a almost like a lightning bolt kind of effect exactly and then the funny thing is that here in the, in the clip that you showed me he's on the phone talking to you very chilled and then she's like giving practically giving him like a blowjob under the sheets mm -hmm. yeah at this particular footage um is from the camera that he knew about the lights all the lights are just bright as day of course it's night but he's got all the lights on the tv on and he's facetiming me actually you can hear me talking he's looking at me and he's got one of his legs propped up you know like his knee is up and if so when i look at the footage it just looks like his knees propped up you know nothing's going on but something told me just to to zoom in and it's it's they're light orange sheets so when i zoomed in i it, you can just clearly see that there's this girl underneath my sheets um and it's her head um that's got the got the sheets propped up not his knee and she is literally giving him a blowjob as he is facetiming me on, on the phone and but the image of the girl is a different girl it's not the same girl that's coming to the house during the day this is a different a different girl and um, they have sex all night in my bed um, you know because the the other camera caught all of that um, but what's funny is is at night when they would have sex um, you know and, and all the lights are off obviously because he he's not educated enough to, to, to know that cameras can film at night and you can see it he would place the pillows underneath the, the my comforter, and he would put he would set it up to where it looked like feet under the covers at the bottom at the foot of the bed, and it, that he would pile the, the pillows up at the, the headboard. So if I just glanced at the video, it would just look like he's asleep, and that's literally what I thought until um, I just really studied it. And as I'm looking, I could see her bent over the dresser, uh, him behind her, them having sex. Um, to where it's just out of the view of the other camera that he knew about. And um, so, yeah. Wow. Imagine going through all that work. How did, how did he sneak her in? He probably he's sneaking her in, telling her not to talk because there's audio on the thing. You know, when they can just simply go to some motel here for 20 bucks an hour uh, and not have that, all that, you know, maybe it was an adrenaline rush or something. But first of all, you're here on a trip and you're discovering all this. What were your thoughts at that moment? What were your, your, you must have been upside down. Well, the thing is, is that I didn't discover it on my trip. Um, I was watching the, the footage when I was on the trip and it just looked all normal, you know. And I was, of course, I was working. So I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't even think to like listen. I just looked at it and nothing going on. Um, I would see him go out the front door 
but he always had his phone in his hand and he would he it's almost like he'd be laying in the bed in my bedroom and he would receive a text he would get up put his shirt on he'd go out the living room door and then he'd and I thought maybe he was going to be taking the dogs out he would put the 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 leashes the harnesses on the dogs as if he was taking them out but then he wouldn't take them out he would go out the front door and then he'd come back in the front door and then he'd walk straight to the kitchen open the back door and you could see uh, someone coming in the back door so it was almost like he was guiding them like he was going out and telling them okay go in this that's the back door this is the this is the apartment or whatever and, and she would come in and the dogs would be thinking that they're going to go outside they're at the door panting and you know wanting to go out and they would just they would have sex for hours in the kitchen she would leave and then so another girl would come in um and she's the one that would stay you know stay all night and so when I this and this was a month and a half later after it happened after I got back from the trip that I discovered this so we actually you know when I came home he was um we all we me and my roommate arrived arrived at 6 a.m the Tuesday morning and the house was just disgusting there was uh urine everywhere from the dogs they had urinated on the cow I mean it was their water bowls were completely empty he neglected the dogs the whole time that that I was gone and um yeah, the house was just a wreck. Even in one of the footages, you could see when I got home, I walked into the bedroom and I thought he was asleep on the bed. He was, he acted like he was asleep and I put my, my bags down and then I had to go back out and immediately start cleaning the house. As soon as I walk out the door, um, he, he's he picks his phone up and he starts texting and then he starts watching videos. And what's crazy is, is when I went to confront him about it, I told him to come over and we had by by then we had moved a couple things around in the living room and like I said he was so uneducated he doesn't even know what a reflection is or it's possible to have a reflection onto the TV and so and my roommate speaks Spanish and he's from Venezuela so he's explaining to him he's like well you were in the kitchen the entire time and you never cooked one meal you, there were no dishes used. You didn't, nothing. So what were you doing in the kitchen? And obviously he's like, in the video, you can see p two people in the kitchen. So what, what were you doing? And he said in Spanish, do you really think I'm that kind of son of a bitch to do something like that to her? And I'm, my roommate tells me, and I'm like, well, it's not that we think we know because it's there on the footage. Um, so, um, uh, the footage, the footage, I mean, I have to say until I saw the heat thing, and everything. I mean, I could, I could. You have to really look at it for a while to really notice what's going on because it is hard through the reflection stuff. So at first glance, he probably saw it and and he was denying it, right? Mm -hmm. But I think after after you really analyze, I mean, I, I mean, Mel is just she should work for the FBI or something because she really or forensic forensic what is it forensic files? Yeah. Because she really really discovered all these little details in the video, which is very interesting. And I put it into the uh, video editor that I have. We heighten it up and everything. You can you could actually later I, I could really notice it. So it's amazing how you were able to discover that. Yeah, well, um I have been, you know, super depressed and not really wanting to go out and do anything or it's it's affected my daily life obviously for the last um, month and a half. So I've, I've had a lot of time to just really look at it. And I've, that's what I've spent, like the second I've gotten up to the second I just fall asleep from, you know, I've had migraine headaches from looking at the, the screen so much. Um, but yeah, I just really studied it. And, and now, you know, the, the night vision um, footage 
there's some videos that there's more than one girl in the room at the same time. So he had, um, from what I'm from what I'm guessing, it, it was escorts because I I had caught him on a a, a, a hookup site like a, a escort site and um, his picture and profile on an escort no, site. No, it was on his browsing history of his of his cell phone. He he was doing something and and I said when he he typed in an address or whatever to go on his phone into the web browser it brought up like chat your babe or something like that so and these girls they they they're like asian girls and they had they either had on like red wigs or it was their natural hair but even just the way the hair is cut like um it you know and now all of a sudden that they they were there spending the night every night with him and now they've just disappeared like you know he's they're no they're no longer around which is just really weird to me let's it's like a what do you mean they disappeared well you know you would think that if it was like a, a girl that he that he met and that he liked and you know they were hooking up that she would still be coming around but since um all this happened and you know I've, so hold on hold on let's rewind a little bit because uh what when was the point that you t- after you told him because we skipped that mm-hmm. you told him and then you told him you didn't want him in the house anymore what was what happened there that breakup part well, um, he still to this day, to this very day, he he's denied it, um, saying that I deserve an Oscar for uh, me making up stuff in my head from my jealousy. Um, as far as um, um, me and him, you know, he's just he can't he can't stand to be without me. He doesn't want to be without me. Blah blah blah. Because we've been together, we were together every single night um, for almost six months. So uh, of course, it's hard for me too. But um, he's he's alone he there's he's there's no he he's i don't know why he didn't have these people go to his place maybe because he lives in efficiency and it's not very nice and roaches on the floor or whatever you know whatever okay so you're paying him he's dating you and he's bringing girls to your house to have sex that tells you so much about the person yeah you know um it's it's but it's a little too much to just for one person to take all at once you know the not that it's just one one girl it's multiple we we were still at the airport in miami had not even taken off yet when the first girl was there when he snuck her in that morning through the back door um it had not even been an hour that i was gone from the house what if i had turned around and came back to the house or you know so many different scenarios are you know have been going through my head but it's like okay so now that um that i'm back it's like these girls are like non-existent you know and, and he's all alone and like, why are these girls, why are you still not hooking up with these girls? Like, it's that part to me is the part that I don't understand, but that's what tells me that they were, they were, they were escorts. Cause I mean, I have over, well, there was 2,800 videos total clips that were taken. Um, but I have downloaded about a hundred of them and I've watched all 100 of them about 100 times each. This whole month. Uh, the, yes. That's all you done. Wake up, watch and, and research and trying to find a good, good, good shot. Yes, because none of the none of the footage actually has like a clear um, image of him and her, but um, but there are you know um, you, obviously if you look at it you can you can tell that it's um, they're they're having sex. Of course, I know the layout of, of my house too. You haven't actually seen the layout of the house, so um, I know how where the kitchen counter is, and it's just the perfect height for somebody to be you know, spread eagle on the counter and, and, and have sex. And that was their, that was the only option at first. Um, and see during the day, he would not take them to the bedroom because he knew that that camera was there 
and but at night he he just was dumb enough to think that if it, if it's pitch black because he said to me he's like no you you the camera wouldn't show anything unless I opened the bedroom door I was like that's where you're wrong that's where you're wrong because the camera will will record if it's pitch black it's still going to catch um, the body uh, you know especially if you put it have a program where it will detect the body heat so it's incredible how he knowing where the cameras were how he snuck them in in a way that you cannot catch one glimpse only through reflection. He knew how to hide them. Yeah, it's crazy. And he would he would turn on the washing machine and dryer um, because it was right behind the camera in the living room. And he would when and when she would start kind of like getting kind of loud when they would have sex, he would go and he would he would because uh, it's a sliding door to the utility room. He would slide that door, and you could hear the door slide. And you could hear him go, mm-mm, mm-mm, you know, telling her, like, not to make a, make a noise. Um, in some of the videos, he would put his hand over her mouth. And then, and, and some of the footage that I just recently found, like, three days ago, um, he was putting something around her mouth. And I'm like, this is in the kitchen. I'm like, what is that? Well, I have this mannequin that, that um, the legendary Alan T. gave me as a gift, um, the, man, the mannequin on, down the legs, it's painted, it says um, um, gentleman bastards on it. It's fierce. It's a black mannequin. And um, so all my harnesses and stuff like that that I would always take to Folsom with me to San Francisco, I had all the harnesses actually well, like... For, for people who know, you, you manage DJs. Mm-hmm. So you would take that with you as a theme, you know, for the parties. Yes, because it's a, it's a fetish, big fetish weekend. It's my favorite weekend of the year, by the way. Um, so I would have, you know, just just toys and stuff like that. So I had this red gag ball. Never, I had never even like tried it on or anything, um, but I had it on the mannequin. So as I'm zooming in and looking at these, these videos, he actually had these girls wearing my gag ball from the mannequin. So, so yeah, it was just, just crazy. Um, you know, he seemed so just naive and, and innocent and, and di- didn't know anything and it and treated you great right yeah he was he was such a gentleman he was uh very accommodating affectionate like just everything that you would want it was too good to be true literally was you know he 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 didn't didn't have money he didn't have any of that but none of that matters to me it was the way he i felt like he loved me and you know i was like the number one i was his main like day and night and that i'd never really had that before so it was uh yeah it was like a fairy tale so whenever I'm discovering all this myself, I'm too ashamed to talk to anybody about it because it's like, okay, not only is my boyfriend cheating on me, but he's cheating on me in my house, in my bed with multiple women. I mean, And you're paying him for it. And I'm paying him for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first discovered uh, the girl coming in during the day in the kitchen, I was like, I want my money back. And, you know, he, he sent me Zelle. He zelled it back to me right then, like no questions asked. I mean, because he knew that, um, you know, he didn't want any problems with Not only that, that, he didn't do the the job right. He didn't take care of the dogs. Everything was a mess when you came back. Yeah, everything, it was just, it was disgusting. It was so embarrassing. Um, So, yeah. And and it's funny because, um, you know, he works at a bakery, doesn't make much money. He never bought anything. I always paid for everything. And I didn't mind that. And I wasn't complaining about that. But then all of a sudden, like after after this weekend happened, um, a couple, like maybe two or three weeks after, he all of a sudden had all this this cash, and he was buying new clothes and and stuff like that. And um, 
then my roommate's his scooter went missing off the front porch it was stolen and he's lived there for years he's never had anything stolen off the front porch and it was actually locked and someone had cut the lock i mean you'd have to have some balls to to come up on the porch open the gate the where, where we live i mean it's like in south beach like there's constantly people around you know it's just it's unheard of in that area it's a really nice area they cut the lock and my roommate was like the thing is is that it had a flat tire it weighs about 80 pounds so it's like who's going to want to come steal a scooter cut the lock and then have to drag it off the porch you know um so and it's a 1300 scooter so i was kind of like putting every pieces of the puzzle together and it it kind of makes sense that it's possible that this guy he he either took the scooter whenever he was you know ubering to work early in the morning when we were asleep because we don't know exactly what day it was it was missing um that and maybe he sold it that's how he's got the cash maybe that's how he paid for these escorts who knows he could have an OnlyFans uh page and you know because in the videos in in the kitchen when we tried to reenact the uh so he could see the reflection in the tv himself while he was there when i confronted him i could not get the lighting right i said why is it so bright like where is that light coming from then in one of the videos i saw he he had my my myself the my roommate's selfie um light camera um tripod he was using that and he was recording with his phone all the sex activity that he was doing because when he would be laying on my bed i thought he was on instagram but he was actually watching the sex videos that he had just recorded in the kitchen because the reflection of the videos was on my headboard so i could see everything that he did with these women from his own videos that he took oh my god mal Mel, you've been this whole month obsessing about this and trying, I think, because you want some sort of closure. I think this is what's going on here. And um, tell us, have you been, how you've been feeling day to day? Have you been eating? How, how, how's your health been? How have you been going day to day? Has it affected your work? What's been going on? It's definitely um, affected my work, my personal life. For Christmas, I, I didn't go anywhere. Uh, I didn't even speak to my kids on Christmas Day. Um new year's i stayed home like there were several of my djs were playing locally here in miami i didn't go to any of the parties i just wanted to be you know just home with my dogs i didn't want to talk to anybody i lost seven pounds um not eating um horrible headaches so i'm and i'm still kind of going through the through that stage of not really wanting to talk to people and you know it's just i have so many different emotions going on all at once that it's just um it's yeah it's consumed my my life at the moment but i'm hoping that's going to pass <laughs> yeah Soon. i think it, it'll, it'll pass the moment you want to let it go because i think um what would what do you say i know you what happens is that we have we get so attached to people some people disconnect easier some people have a harder time um i for example i can't i don't deal well with breakups no matter whose fault it was, it's just, it just, it's, you're so attached to that person. We get used to that person day to day. And especially when you think of that person as, wow, this perfect, perfect person has come to my life. I've never had this. And all of a sudden that dream is taken away from you. That illusion, it's, it, you, you find out that it was an illusion. The problem that I have with this whole thing now is um, he still does text me and uh, he, he texted me today asking me if I wanted to come to his house. He, um, he denies everything still. He says, um, do you really think that me knowing there's cameras in your house that I would bring somebody in there? And I'm like, well, you know, it's not that I think. I know because I see the footage. He, um, he, 
he he's like so everything is my fault we're not together because because of me well yes it's all your fault and you know for me I think I'm just I'm chasing the closure and I'm just not I already I realize that I'm not going to get it but I just um it's like I can't let it go until he admits that he what he did even though I see it um he I don't know I just so that's I think I think that's part of you know, we have we all have different egos. Our ego gets in our own way, right? Whether it's pride, whether it's to prove somebody wrong, whether, you know, as to imagine, just imagine this, taking it as the closure is that video that you found, the intuition, and being thankful that it wasn't more time in your in your life with this person that's wrong for you. And life just came in and gave you all the evidence because of horse smell, your cameras have saved you from so many incidents that it's not even funny. I'm going to get security cameras because Mel, you know, taught me that we need security cameras. She should probably open up her own cam, um, the Mel cam. Uh, <laughs> get your Mel cam and catch your boyfriends. Yeah. Okay. So, Mel, how about this? Why don't you make a deal with yourself and think of, you know, we life is so short. We never know when when it's going to end, which is true. And you're spending so much time on some idiot that that is not worth the time and it's not worth trying to get the closure because while you're doing that, you're just you're just missing out on other opportunities in your life, um, whether it's for better health, whether it's for a job opportunity, whether it's somebody you probably could meet for a better you know gig you can get. You never know. Or you know, save you from from something you, your body can catch from being in this depressed state. So you know, I I challenge you to drop everything and focus on you. Rearrange your house a little bit, you know, and 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 turn the page. Try and turn the page. Block the number. Block him from your life as hard as it is. Say goodbye and move forward because life is too short, and you need to take care of you. You come first. And if that person wasn't able to to stand up to the plate and give you what you deserve, you deserve no, no less. And he does not deserve any more time from you or any more taxes or any of that satisfaction. You know, it's a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> but, you know, you just need to just do it and move on. Even if you prove anything, it's not going to solve anything. You're probably not going to get anything out of it. So you're going to get the same answer, same results. It's going to stay the same. So why continue, right? You know what? What you just said to me is exactly what I would, I would look at a friend and say if if it was the roles were reversed and it all makes sense. Um, but yeah, I guess I, you know, um, it was like you said. It's it was, it was like a fairy tale, you know. And and it's just hard for me to believe that every single thing for for months was was all a lie. Not on my part. Everything was was honest and true, but on his part, it just. I mean. I, he he fooled me. He you know, um, he lied about everything as far as his feelings for me because obviously if he if he loved me and and cared about me he, he wouldn't dream about doing anything like this. Um, and I've had my roommate um, Greg has been amazing with me. He's been truly supportive and let's have a shout out for Greg. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't judged. You know, he didn't judge me for letting this guy come into the house and trusting him and you know like with his scooter being stolen which i did file a police report and he is person of interest and they are going to be questioning him about that um you know um 
it's just it's it's affected my life in in every way and i know that there's going to be a positive outcome for me um for this well, um, i think it already happened it's it's a learning lesson it's going to help you um uh open up your intuition about the next person you meet and you're going to look at the next person a little bit different you might be a little bit more reserved at the beginning but you will get to know the person little by little and and your intuition will be a little bit more open and it will probably save you from another headache yes i i agree um on on that 100 percent. and I, I feel like this is probably gonna you know it'll help me help someone else get through some trial and error you know um i'm trying to make a positive out of the negative um but but yes so so far like my the the app dating experience has has not been well you but when you went to it, it's a little bit new it's not that popular have you tried uh, well not tinder you know, I did, and, and I actually met um, I, I met one guy from from there, and we're still friends. Great guy, um, here from my, from Miami. Um, you know, he was he was great. It was, it was exactly what his profile said he was. Um, you know, there were, everything was true. So um, f- for this for this case, you know, I I didn't think it would be any different. I don't know. I guess I just I, I just don't. I can't see it possible for somebody to be such a liar and so dishonest because I guess, you know, automatically when you meet someone, you don't think, okay, yeah, they're a liar. You, you know, you have to get to know them. And so, especially the way he treated you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he was quite the gentleman. Like he, just everything about him was, was perfect. Um, everything that, a, that a woman would want in a man, he, that was him. And then to find out that all of that was fake uh, that he does the same thing with you. You've actually seen it on video, him doing with someone else in your own bed and your on your own kitchen on your dining table. It's, it's um, it's pretty shocking. I don't even. I can't even describe the emotions and the feelings that something like that will put you through. Yeah, no. Well, I'm seeing it, and, I, and I've seen it's put you through this whole month, waking up and eating, sleeping those tapes, those uh, security cam uh, footages, just to try and prove something wrong. I don't think you have to prove anything. You proved it already. Obviously, he's the, the guilty one here. Uh, he's not acting up as if someone, somebody innocent will refuse to believe that you believe that and will try and clear his name. He's not trying hard enough. He's not even doing anything. But it takes a lot to be paid, to get paid, to take care of a house of your girlfriend. Your girlfriend first of all, he shouldn't have accepted the money from the beginning. You know, he should have done it for free. That, that was, I think that's a red flag right there. Because a real gentleman that's dating a woman, that's dating someone you like, when you like someone, you will not take money from them to take care of a house. So that's one thing right there that, that, that you probably learned. Let's say he, he, it was the opposite. Will you take money from him? Oh, absolutely not. No. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? So, you know, that's something that we, that you didn't, I don't think at the moment you caught, or maybe you did, but you were hiding that intuition. You know, what's funny too is, um, occasionally he would send me like a selfie of himself at his house, like laying in his bed. Or, uh, there was one time I was calling him and he, and he, he always answers and he didn't answer. So then he sent me a picture, a selfie of himself in the shower. And when I looked at it, I thought something was weird. The very first time I saw the picture, cause he was not wet. His body wasn't wet, but he, he had just soap suds on his, on his face and in his hair, but there was no like water, like as if the shower was on. Um, Every single selfie picture that he has taken, and I'll show these to you, there, if you zoom in and look, there is a girl in every single picture in the background. Um, what? The one in the shower, you see her plain as day, the, her shadow of her, her breast. 
and everything. And she, <laughs> Mel, you catch all the shadows. Yeah. If you want a, a picture being tested, <laughs> send it to Mel. Give me a call. <laughs> no, she, you could see she's actually the one taking the picture of him in the shower to send to me to tell me he didn't answer his phone because he was in the shower. It's like, what kind of girls are these to be a part of that game? It just, it's, it's. Uh, they probably don't even know what's going on. No, I think that these girls do. Uh, one in particular that that's married that he worked with. Um, of course, she's uh, a part of it because she's hiding it from her her spouse as well. And you know, I he would bring his laundry to my house, and I would do his laundry and fold it and everything for him. And I would find long hair on there. And I even my roommate um, had a conversation with him about it, and he told my roommate that I was jealous and oh, he would just love to get a DNA sample of that hair. And, um, and now I have so much hair that came off my mattress and just in the house. This is a month and a half after, um, you know, whenever I found out there was somebody there after, you know, we, I mop the floor probably four times a day from the, from the dogs. And I have a, a Roomba a month and a half later, I have enough hair in a Ziploc bag, um, that I've accumulated since then after cleaning all that time we're gonna have to send them to forensic files i we sure are and um we'll find it. i could i could make a small wig for a for a you know a full wig it open up a, a wig a big wig line yeah no i could have a really fierce wig for a barbie doll you know full a full head of hair of with how much hair um that i that i've collected and he just says oh i don't i don't know what you're talking about you're you're making this up in your head i'm like I, i'm not making up this bag of hair you know um so yeah, it's it's uh, just have to be careful. You have to you have to just trust your gut, and when you have that feeling or you see something, don't don't question it. You know, you just yeah. need to. Well, question the person, not not just don't question it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you think dating life? When was the last time you dated? The last time I dated a, in a serious relationship was was in 2015, and so it's been a, been quite a while. And and when you were dating before that relationship, have you do you think? Things have really changed since then. As far as as dating, um, no, I mean I don't. I just think that I just ran into a bad egg, <laughs> to be honest with you. And you know, I even one of my close friends, um, he I call him my spiritual healer. Um, I talked to him about it, and he's he's Cuban, and and he tra- he tried to explain it to me in a way. Um, for me to feel better, I think he said, you know, sometimes in these different cultures, say for instance, in, in Venezuelan, these things are normal for the man to have several women in their lives and a wife, and the wife is aware of it, and it's okay. It's just a normal thing. And so maybe this is the way he, he was raised. Maybe this is the way his, his dad, you know, raised him was to, it's okay to have multiple women. And I even told him to try to, ease up all this pressure on him because i know that it, it was a lot of because i you know all at once me say me showing him that i know all this stuff that he did because he didn't think that i would find out okay now are you feeling bad for him now no no but i i wanted to make it i didn't want to come on so strong with him i mean i did but um you know because i wanted him to feel like it was okay to just admit it just to tell me so i could have that so closure. we're trying psychology yes um, I almost got it too. He, 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 he was close, but so I said, you know, I understand that we're different cultures and, and this may be okay for you. Cause he's like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. I swear on my mother. I swear on my mother over and over and over that he did not do anything wrong. Um, so I told him, I said, you know, cause you swear on your mom and he 
claims to care so much about his mother that um, I said, okay, well, since you're swearing on your mom, you know, I think that maybe you think that it's okay. Maybe you really do think you didn't do anything wrong because this is what you know. This is how men treat women in your culture. And if that's the case, then, you know, um, that's okay. That's, that's how you were raised or whatever, but that's not how we do things here. That's not how I was raised and it's wrong. You know, I tried to approach it that way, but maybe he really doesn't think he did anything wrong. Maybe this is a normal thing for him. Well, guess what? He's not in Venezuela anymore and he needs to get up with the times. And I guess this is his first learning lesson if that was the way he was raised. But he knows exactly what he was doing. He knows how the culture is here. And I think he's a little bit more lively than that. All right, Mel. So now any advice you have for those women out there dating and might be a little bit suspicious about the person they're with? Just don't rush into things. Um, you have to, you have to just trust your gut. And when you have that feeling or you see something, don't, don't question it, you know, go into it just open-minded that, you know, hope, hope for the best, expect the worst, I guess you could say. Um, for me, it was more like I was smitten, you know, I had not dated anybody in so long. And it was like, I think if it seems too good to be true, that it, it, it's probably is. And just, just trust your gut, you know, don't because there was a point there where I was feeling bad about, you know, the first girl that he was with. I was feeling bad about giving him a hard time for it because he was so adamant about that the relationship had ended that I was like beating up on myself about it. If you have that feeling and you, you know, and it continues and you see small things, like trust that, just go with it at that moment. Don't, don't wait and then get more feelings involved and more experiences, memories. You know, um, just really get to know the person, uh, especially being from different cultures too. That's um, that I think had a huge factor in it as well. But um, just just take things slow and and really get to know the person before you let them into your personal life, um, your family, and uh, yeah. Maybe it took this podcast to have them confront, they question anything because no communication is a bad relationship. Anyway, thanks for being on the show, Mel. And you forgot to tell them one more piece of advice, and that is to... Don't don't fall off the pod! Listen up, potheads. I want to know what you thought about today's episode. Be part of the conversation. Go to podwithme.com, look for the episode, and place your comments. Also, if you want to tell your story on Pod With Me, go to the Contact Us section and let us know. Remember, you can listen to the pod here or on any other streaming devices that play podcasts. Oh, and if you cannot get enough of the pod, you can download the Pod With Me app, available at all app stores. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and remember, don't fall off the pod. Ready.